Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Australia's first ever online workplace mental health induction. You can learn more about a custom induction for your business by visiting www.mentallywellworkplaces.com.au. Trigger warning. This week's podcast discusses thoughts of suicide. Please take care of yourself. And if this isn't the podcast for you, or if you're not feeling good today, maybe skip this episode and put yourself first. If you do need to reach out right now, please contact Lifeline on 131114. Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. I'm Amy Guest, and today I am joined by the wonderful Rob Millsy Mills. Rob is an extremely successful singer, actor, presenter, MC, and much more. Rob shot to stardom in 2003 on the first season of Australian Idol. From there, he has worked extremely hard to cement his place in the musical theatre and stage show scene, along with earning himself a role acting on Australia's longest-running drama, Neighbours. Rob joins me today to discuss the evolution of his career, the good times, the bad times, and why he loves what he does. Welcome, Rob. Hey, thanks very much. And thanks for the intro. Lovely. <laughs> it was a bit long. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, I like it. Thanks. So, sometimes it's good to uh, reflect. And sometimes I, even I forget some of the yeah. stuff that I've, that I've done. Like, oh, it has been a pretty, it's been a pretty good career. Well done, yeah, Rob. I'm not surprised. There's a lot there. The surprisingly good Rob Mills. Yes, yes, we know about that. (laughs) Um, So I guess we'll take it from the top and um, jump right back into 2003, which feels like a very long time ago, Mm. um, when you were playing in a band in Melbourne and made the decision to go on Australian Idol. Yes, after unsuccessfully uh, getting into Scandalous in 2000, I thought it would be okay if I tried out for this uh, new reality show. I actually had a, a friend from my high school had recommended it. Yeah, okay. I didn't know but, you didn't make it into Scandalous. Yeah, I, went, I, I mean, I got kicked out pretty pretty soon. Oh, um, okay. Uh, made it through the first couple of rounds. I remember Jason Coleman um, was one of the judges or the choreographer yeah, for it. Yeah, yep. Um, and put us through a dance call and I did not do very well. I needed a few more classes. Yeah, but singing uh, did it did okay. Yeah, yeah. right. So what um, what made you go on Idol? What was the turning point that you just thought I'll give this a crack? I think it was just the why not. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to didn't want to think what if. Um, a friend of mine had said, "Would um, would you be interested in going this on the show?" It was pretty big in the states last year. I think MySpace, maybe Tom had recommended it to me from MySpace. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, He was pretty big back then. (laughs) He really Um, was. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's friend. And so, yeah, a friend of mine had had suggested it and I thought, yeah, why not? So I I went down on a um, a Saturday morning um, after a Friday night gig and then it was already already booked out. It was full. Like they said, they're turning people away. Come back tomorrow. Yeah, and I had right. two two gigs on a Saturday night, and I ended up just going straight there from the second from the second gig. So I finished oh, about wow. three a.m. went and got some food, and then walked um, straight into it. Waited in line from about six a.m. Yeah, yeah, and wow. Lined up, and after singing like Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, 
uh, Metallica stuff all night. I sang a Westlife song. <laughs> Bit of a change pop. up. No, I think pop would probably be better thinking, yeah, they'd probably want a pop song. So I mm. went with a pop song that, um, that I liked at the time. Yeah, that's good. Westlife, great. Great, oh, great, great, great. And also I, I had heard a rumour that uh, Dicko had managed Westlife. Oh. Uh, he was the one that started. So I thought it was a good way to. Yes, very good ploy. <laughs> Impress. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I guess um, then launched straight into it, you were, I think you call it your 15 minutes of fame. I think I've heard you mention previously. Yeah, well, I think I added up all the... Um, I think I added up all the time on um, on the show. You only sing for like a minute, a minute mm. and a half on Idol. And I was there for, I don't know, five or six weeks or seven weeks or something. Plus there's a bit of chat, a bit of banter. All up, it would have been actually 15 minutes of on-screen time probably. Yeah. Um, so it literally was a 15 minutes of fame. And for me, I didn't think it was going to end there. Um, I got signed with the, with the record label BMG. Mm-hmm. And then we did a then we did a, a national tour, so we toured all across the country at all the the biggest arenas uh, in Australia, which is yes. just mind boggling for a you know twenty one year old who, who all he's done is played in pubs for the last three years. Yeah, you know to yeah. be on stage where his his idols have have gone before him. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was, it was a pretty wild ride and um, secured sort of a management or agent kind of thing after he put me into like nightclub appearances and I was making some ridiculous money just to turn up to nightclubs and drink and um, yeah. be a 21-year-old um, larrikin, I suppose. Yeah, um, I could have used being paid to drink at nightclubs when I was that age. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, sure, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I mean, in hindsight, maybe not great for my career, uh, you know, for sort of longevity or the seriousness of, uh, of a touring artist, but mm. at the time... I had no idea, no sense of self or no, no real understanding of the way the world works. So I was like, sure. I'll do make, that. We're all making money. That's great. <laughs> yeah, perfect. This, this, this beats singing 30 songs a night for 300 bucks. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, which mm. what you were doing in the band, I guess. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So you then um, obviously you become a face that everyone knows. Um, you're on the streets and people recognise you. Um, I know you mentioned a time that was not a great time for you and if you don't want to go there that's okay but um when you were I believe on the Gold Coast and yeah I suffered a bit of um anxiety throughout the show uh where we did like shopping centers and appearances and stuff Mm. and there was I'm uh quite extroverted so I get my energy from other other sources other people yeah Uh, we should probably clarify to people who just think extroverted people are out there and outgoing that's not what that means extroverted means you get your energy from other other uh, other sources, whether it be people or music or and introverted people are not shy and quiet. They actually get their energy from themselves. Yeah. So that's just to clarify that for people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm probably 80% uh, extroverted. So being around a lot of people um, too much is actually not good for me. It actually brings up my anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and that, that happened uh, on the Gold Coast after we'd been at uh, the Indie, um, I was there with my friend Levi, who's sadly no longer with us. Um, and yeah, I was just, this is before camera phones, so, but people were just grabbing me and wanting a piece of me, or it was, 
I don't know, it, what felt like it was in good fun and but at the same time it wasn't. It was people actually grabbing a hold of me, wanting a photo or just wanting a high five or a hug or a probably not something that you want in a corona uh, situation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Or, or, or ever. It was, it was, hor- it was horrific. Um, I think compounded with the fact I've been drinking all day and I imagine everyone on the Gold Coast had been drinking all day. Um, I quickly rushed into a someone's car. I just jumped in the car and said, can you drive me please back to my hotel? And I had a real panic attack, ran straight to the, to my hotel room and, um, I noticed the balcony door was open and I, in a split second, I had this sort of rush of energy of, you could do that now if you wanted to do That's okay. If you want to do it, if you want to jump off, it's okay. And I went, no, no. And I just, in that split second, but that's the first time I'd ever had that thought of, um, to end it, which is real. And I luckily have had minor panic, panic attacks since. But in that moment, it was pretty terrifying. And, you know, the, your life flashes before you think of all the people that you care about and they care about you. And I quickly rushed to the door and I slammed the door. And, um, yeah, never never want to have that to, to, to ever get to that, that point again. No. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't really talk about it at all um, to anyone for years. Um, yeah, think- which is pretty... Pretty, pretty, pretty sad. I think pretty bad. Um, and I think maybe that's just the culture that we that we live in in Australia. We don't really talk about our problems. Especially, we're getting, I think we're getting better at it. And back yeah. in two thousand three, def- definitely not. Definitely not. No. So the first time I saw a therapist, maybe I've mentioned and I mentioned it to them was a few years, definitely a few years later, maybe two thousand five. Yeah. So um, you. Did you have any um, friends or anyone that you confided in about what had happened or you? Uh, I think I told my brother about it soon after. Yeah, um, okay. And he, and he was, well, that's good. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, it is, it is kind of the way it's been. As you said, it is getting much better. But um, the fact that you can go through something like that and, and feel that you can't talk. Yeah, good talk. And I think it just came from everyone wanting a, wanting a piece of me, and the, the also the, the the level of excitement um, and different situation that I found myself in. Dare I say that the the, the level of celebrity that I now found myself mm-hmm. in, from being a kid who was just twenty one, seeing at pubs, uh, to now what it felt like at the time, everyone knowing who I was, yeah. and me and me really not knowing who I was. Yeah. I think that a lot of it, a lot of it is that. Yeah. Um, I have spoken at schools and um, different conferences and stuff about this, about the importance of learning who you are and gaining your own, not only self-confidence, but your self-worth in order to go on those shows. So then afterwards you, you do whatever comes at you, you can still go back to, oh no, this is who I am. I know who I am. Everyone can have an opinion and that's, that is totally fine. The world of Twitter and social media, everyone does have an opinion, yeah. um, which is totally fine. A lot of the time those opinions come from um, sad individuals themselves. In fact, I would say 90%. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have a good sense of self or self-worth, then you are in for a lot of trouble, I think. Yeah. Best, best, to, work, best to work that out before you choose to go on a show like maths 
Yes. <laughs> or just don't choose to go on a show like maths. Or don't choose to go on a show. I saw a, an article. Someone said those producers manipulated me. And I thought, yes, they did. <laughs> that's their job. Yes. And that's unfortunate. But that's, they were just doing their job. And mm. you, sh- you should have known. Yeah. And this is, this is not the first series of this show. Correct. That's what I was going to say. If you've seen it before, you should know. Mine was the, the show. Yeah, mine was the, the first series of the show. It and was. we were we were all I wouldn't say we were manipulated um, as such. I think we were pigeonholed into characters though. Yeah. Um and if you don't sells. know who you are. Co- co- correct. Let's mm. they've got the country guy in Shannon, we've got the the good church, good church boy in in guy. Um, we've got the I suppose this young larrikin kind of kind of kid. Um, and what I realised is oh, I went along with that um, sort of uh, mentality or that ethos of the, what the show had given me of who I was. And I was like, ah, oh. it wasn't until a few years later I was like, that's actually not who I am. Yeah, um, I am not that person. Kind of the yeah. bad boy image that was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, gonna find, I'm gonna find out who that person is and that and that, and that just takes time. And unfortunately, um or fortunately, I had to work work that out in order to for my own um I don't I, I was gonna say sanity, but that's not the right word. Um for my own um I had to work out my own belief system, I had to work out my own uh self worth. Yeah. Just in order to, to become a better human. Just know <laughs> who you are. <laughs> yeah, just to grow up, mature. Yeah. And having to do that in front of the, the public eye was uh, I think difficult at times and then not difficult at all. Yeah. 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 And then you've had um so from that you went on to do your own album. So was that yeah. with that was with BMG, was it? Or Yeah, yeah, with BMG, um, which was fantastic. I got to work with some really incredible writers. Um, and producers, and they let me go away and write some music. So I, I wrote had like, some control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote like twenty something songs in a space of like three or four months with different writers. Wow. Seven of them uh, made the album of like thirteen tracks. So I was pretty wrapped. One of them got released as like second single, and yeah, just really. I'm still so proud of the album. Um, yeah, and now the album is up on Spotify these days, which is great, as of last year. Do you listen to it at home? <laughs> I, I have. I have, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played it for my partner uh, last year. Um, I don't think she's – she may have used the word certified uh, certified bop is, is her <laughs> word for a banger. But there's a few bops in there. A few bops, babe. Lots of bops. She said Lots of bops. Of bops. <laughs> bops are good. Bops, bops are good. <laughs> So yeah, I'm very very proud of it, um, and proud of it's it's sort of like a little time capsule, I think, an album, of yeah. who you were um, at at the time, and, yeah. and and how music was at the time as well. Yeah, I like music at that time. <laughs> yeah, 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 early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, some bangers out then. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you've had that, then you've gone on to work your backside off. Um, to move into the musical theatre side. Yeah, so after the, um, the album I did a tour and then uh, the, the record label dropped me after like a year or maybe not even. Um, Bad decision. Like, I, was pretty, I was pretty gutted. It sold like 
I think it was nearly gold, the album. So that's nearly 35,000 copies. Yeah, right. Which I thought was pretty good. And then I went back to labouring. Uh, my manager at the time didn't want me doing gigs anymore. So I did, I did a few but not many. That was kind of heartbreaking because the thing all I've done my whole life basically was entertain and sing and be on stage and now I'm, I'm labouring, uh, you know, five days a week. Yeah. It wasn't so much fun but also it gives you really good perspective uh, on what, what it is you want to do. Yeah. Um, so soon, yeah, soon after I found myself going on an overseas trip and saw some shows, uh, I saw some musical theatre shows in London and I went, I'd love to do that. I could do that, surely. So I, yeah, so I worked really hard and uh, took singing lessons, dance, dancing lessons, acting lessons and, yeah, made my, made my uh, musical theatre debut 2005 but then made a proper debut uh, in uh, Wicked, in, yes. Wicked music in 2008. So and that was a, something you, yeah, I you really wanted, worked. you really. Yeah, I did The Secret, all that sort of stuff. I wrote down. Oh, really? All, yeah, that this, this, was, this was my goal. This is my dream that this is the thing that I, uh, that I really wanted to do and wanted to be and a, and a community that I really wanted to be a part of. Mm. When I, I remember doing Grease the Arena Spectacular and meeting all these musical theatre guys and girls and they just, their party ethic was amazing. I love like, <laughs> I love going out and I'm like, oh, but they also their work ethic was just as good, if not better. Yeah, I think they're the hardest working people in the industry. Yeah, well, it's um, so to show. And quick shout out to them at the moment, going through a hard time. Everyone is on a casual wage or a rate. If there's no show, there's no there's no work. Yeah. So it's and there's no gatherings of more than you know a couple hundred people. Yeah. There's certainly no show. So it's not really a show. You can't do shows for five people. So no, I'm trying to work out how to uh, help the community in the next over the next few months as well. Anyway, let's watch this space. Yes. But yeah, I realised that I just wanted to be a part of this uh, this world and these wonderful people. Uh, in order to, I suppose, be their friends, I needed to, to gain their respect. So I worked really hard in order to gain their respect, and luckily, I was welcomed with open arms um, throughout my, my time. Not so much from the fans in the beginning, um, but um, definitely the, the, my peers in the, in the industry. And I've, you know, garnered lifelong friendships because of it. Yeah, yeah. Did you find it hard coming from that, the, the guy on Australian Idol, to someone trying to forge their career in musical theatre? Uh, a little bit, yeah, definitely a little bit. But then I, as I said, I realised if I just work hard, get my head down and just, that's the only way I can show them that I belong is if I do the work. You work for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just got to do the work. They've all they've all done the work. You know, started when they were really young. I've got a lot of catching up to do. So that's what I was trying to do, and yeah. I, and, and still am now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've done. You've got a um, extremely long list now. I think of the different musicals you've been a part of. Oh, um. It's been, a, it's been a good run. I'm, as I said, extremely, extremely grateful. Uh, and I, I should also preface, have auditioned for every show that I've ever been for. <laughs> Everyone goes, you just got the job. No, I, no. I, I definitely auditioned. Yep. You auditioned, you worked for it and you got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I guess what I also want to talk about with you is obviously being an Are You OK ambassador. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good, good <laughs> so uh, when did that commence? What, uh, how did it come about, uh, I guess? 
did they approach me or did I approach them? I know IOKDA has been around for 10 years now. This will be its 11th year. Hmm. Um, could have been five years ago, I reckon. Yeah. I Either I reached out, I can't actually remember, either I reached out or they reached out to me um, to be an ambassador, just a spokesperson. And I said, absolutely, would love to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, it is at its core, a, I suppose, a social change movement. Um, and in the space of 10 years, to go from um, no recognition to 100% recognition is incredible for any company. Um, the next, I think the next step for RUOK Day is going to be really challenging. People are, are well aware of um, how powerful the message is, but also to do it every day. Yeah, um, that's the, the next, thing. The next step for me is um, if, if people aren't okay, make it okay for them to go see a psych is to break down the stigma of going to see a, um, a health, a mental health professional, whether it's a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or whether it's just a counsellor. Or Yeah, so I, I jumped at the chance um, knowing the importance of just having how, how important and how powerful it is to just have a conversation uh, when you're no longer alone in it because mm. you're not alone. Everyone has felt the way you're feeling right now either at this very moment or in the past or and they definitely will in the future. Yeah. Yeah, never, never has there been more of a time of um, at a chaos and anxiety than COVID nineteen. Oh, a hundred percent correct. The the anxiety um, from this for everyone is is there, and I, I guess it's more of a um, natural anxiety. You know, it's it, it makes sense to be anxious about this. Yeah, it was a pandemic, so it's kind of yeah. But the the normal anxieties, I think, for some reason, they are starting to overrule us um, before we had this pandemic but mm. in, in social media whether it's the the, the FOMO of, of not being part of something um, or whether it's the uh, I don't look like that person I want to look more like that person why don't I look like that person why are they doing more things why 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 instead, <laughs> instead of going okay who am I yeah. what do I stand, what do I stand for what do I believe in how can I how can I be a better person yeah not, don't worry so much about um, what everyone else is doing there is a uh, just an in, the influx of information, uh, whether it be the news that we that we watch or it's the uh, the social media that we that we watch is just there's so much. It's more than we can actually process. Yeah. Um, people talk a lot about meditating um, to help alleviate this. I highly recommend it. Um, whether your form of meditation is going for a walk. Whether it is actually just sitting down and oming, or whatever, <laughs> you know, ch- chanting your your special chant that you do, or um, listening to a guided meditation, or whether it's just going out and kicking the footy, which is a great way of meditation for for me. Yeah, you don't you're not thinking about anything else, just kick, mark, kick, and yeah. ball. I think mark. sometimes think meditation is just guided meditation. Um, which yeah, is something that's... that I'm I'm terrible at guided meditation. Clear your mind. I can't push that to the side. I can't do that, but there's other things that work for me. So knowing yeah. that you can go for a walk and just be, just be, be out there. Yeah. Just being is actually kind of cool. Put you, putting your phone down for half an hour, an hour, um, going for a bushwalk is a really great meditation. Um, going with your partner or a friend can help alleviate your stress, uh, whether that's meditation or even that's a good way of communicating as well. Yeah, exactly. Getting, getting stuff, getting stuff off your chest. I tell yeah. you what, a three-hour bushwalk. If you cannot 
get deep into what's <laughs> actually going on in your life in a bushwalk with a mate, something's wrong with you. You're, You're probably not up. talking enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. I remember training for the Oxfam walk with my brother a few years ago. I'm so glad we did it. brought us closer. We're already really, very close, but um, after a couple of hours of, you know, we'd leave at five in the morning and by seven, you're into the deep stuff, like all the, all the surface stuff. Got through um, the small talk, yeah, the initial. Yeah, all the small talk's gone. Like, and then you've got another four hours of walking to do. Yeah. <laughs> so you're bound to cover other things. Correct, correct, correct. Get deeper, get more philosoph- uh, philosophical, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think friends um, and a close circle, whether it be friends, family, anything like that, that's really important for your mental health. 100%. I, I, I mean, it's, it's human nature. It's instinctual. We, we want to be heard and we want to, we want to belong. Um, so find your, find your tribe and find those people that, um, that resonate with you. Don't find the yes people. No, no, no. Find the, find the people that resonate with you. Find the people that question you. Yeah. Find the people that, um, that challenge you. Um, and getting back to the, are you okay day thing? Um, and the importance of, finding people that will check in on you and also that you will check in on them, but also helping them go through their, and if you can't actually, um, you don't feel like you have the skill set, tell them it's okay to go see a psych. There is no, the stigma of, oh, I'm not crazy. I don't want to go to a psych. I'm not a crazy person. No, no, You've got a sore hamstring, you go see the physio. Yeah. You've got a sore back, you go see a chiro. You've got a sore head, go see, go see a psych. It's, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's, it's what it's, we're it's, all about here. It's, yeah. It's, it's that simple. Um, I, I, I should also point out, it doesn't have to be a, uh, the, 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 I mean, the best thing about it is in um, today's society, if you go to your, see your GP, you, you can sign up for a mental health plan and you get six free um, sessions a year. Six, yeah. six times a year, you can go and talk to someone, offload all your stuff, and they don't give you anything. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, why wouldn't you do it? They don't put any of their stuff on you at all. No. They just, <laughs> like if you sit down with your mate for like an hour, two hours, or even on the bushwalk I'm talking about, they will then tell you all their stuff. Oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> but, I just wanted you to listen to me. <laughs> exactly. With a psych, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, and, you, and you can do it for, uh, I don't know, are they free? I think, are they free? The they're not well, they're free. They're subsidized. Hugely, hugely subsidized. So maybe like 50 bucks, maybe? Maybe yeah. not even that much. No, they are hugely subsidized. And the other important thing is um, you have those sessions and if you then need more, you um, more, you can get more. You can go back to your GP and say, this is working for me. Yes. I want more. It's, yeah. Oh, it's the greatest. It is. I think, it's, I think it's the best. We've got a really good system. What I don't, what, I, what I'm trying to work out with that, uh, with the, with the government, I'd love to start having some more chats with them. Is to is to is to say to them, why do I have to go see my GP first? Yes. Why can't I just go self refer? Yeah, why can't I just self refer if like, I need the help? Like the, then the site can actually say, yeah, just have the six. Yeah, I, I don't see why you. Everyone is time poor. I don't see why you can't just go straight to your psych uh, and get those get the referral there. 100%. Everyone is everyone is time poor, so. To think about the time to make the appointment to go see the doctor. Yep, and then he finds the psych for you or finds the referral, and then puts you in touch with them. Then you have to call them, and then you have to get a time for them. Like it's, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but that is a lot. It is people. though, as you say, got- people are time poor, and if they 
they want that help. They're acknowledging that they want to go and speak to someone. It should be, yeah, I'll go and speak the, to someone. I'll go to the physio. It's, it, should yeah. be sim- it should be simple as that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that gets changed soon enough. I think it was more to do with data and just to try and trace how much we're actually needing it or how much we actually do use it. And yeah. I think we should, we should all be using it. Mm. Um, as I said, six a year, every couple of months, that's, that's bloody great. I think that's pretty much what I, how I see my psych maybe once a month or once every two months. And I do it like this via Skype. My, yeah. my, my psych is in, um, is in Brisbane. There's a few times even I haven't been at it. Like I've got called back late at Neighbours. So I was like, mate, I'm not going to get home to do the session. He's like, that's cool. We'll just, we'll just chat, in the fo- chat on the phone on your, on your drive home. Oh, so perfect. Like, yeah. If that can be. If it's that easy. And it is. I'm telling you, it, it is that easy. So I, I do it and it's so beneficial for, for my life and for my world. Um, it's, it's empowering as a human to understand more about who you are, so to have someone why you feel the way you feel, clarify a few things as well. And someone who's qualified, someone yeah. who's hugely qualified, who's done, spent their whole entire life working out what this is. I should also stress as well, if you don't like your psych, if you don't feel like you're getting what you need from them, that's okay. They're like a personal trainer, like a hairdresser. You change. But you just change. Just yeah. go find one that, that maybe suits you, if it, as I said, if they're not empowering you to be a better person or to, to understand a bit more about yourself and, and the world, then I don't think they are the person for you. Yeah. Don't, don't be dis, disheartened uh, if the psych wasn't, wasn't right or you just didn't feel it or um, I don't know. It, it could be the fact you didn't want to open up or like I'm speculating, but you, you use the, the personal trainer thing as a, as a guide. Maybe they just weren't, maybe just didn't click. And yeah, that's, and that's, okay and that's well. the thing. I do think you have to have rapport with them for, yeah. if you're going to open up to them like that. Um, but like you said, there's, there is one out there for you. And maybe, um, they're on, as I said, maybe they're on Skype or maybe you do enjoy sitting in, that, in, in their lounge room or, you know, uh, in their office or where, where it is to sit down and have that chat. Yeah. Um, I just think it's important to have that chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, 100%. And I think it benefits everyone. Here's another, here's another good one, uh, just as even a starter. So then you get a good gauge of who you might be. Uh, do the Myers-Briggs test. Yes. And work out what your personality type is. Yeah. That's a really good way to start to understand who you are and why maybe even you react the way you react. Yes. Could be inherent. Could just be your personality type. Yeah. Get, yeah. It's all about getting to know you. That, and, and, the, and also the, uh, the love languages. That's a really good one as well. It's simple. You work no, out I haven't done that. <laughs> how you how you like to give love and how you like to receive love. Yes. In All abundance. Right. Yeah, exactly. As much as possible. As much as possible. <laughs> it's a really good one for everyone out there. Uh, you can just type in love languages and Myers Briggs uh, and you'll find find those tests. They're really, really good. And it's good huh. good way of understanding a bit more about who you are. Yep, that's my day set then. <laughs> right, great. Can't <laughs> wait to hear that. Work tomorrow. I can't wait to hear the feedback. Yeah. Um, the other organisation I know you do work with, um, support, is Reach. Yes. Now, I don't know a lot about them because we're in Queensland and I don't think they're... I think they're Melbourne and Sydney. Um, so Reach came to my school when I was a kid. Um, a guy called Jim Steins um, yes. started. He was a, a footballer for the Melbourne Football Club. And so Paul, Paul Curry is the other guy that developed it. Paul was a director, is a director, um, came from a sort of acting background. So he used like theatre sports and stuff. Yes. But also it was getting young people to empower and inspire other young people. 
So it's kind of like they get – so Jules Lund came through, which, oh, yeah. um, my friend uh, Trisha Squires, uh, who's now the, uh, the, the chief AFL operator down in Tasmania. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Sammy Kavanagh came through Reach, um, and he is the producer at Southern Cross um, Osterio. So he's he's the one who started Hamish and Andy and a, and a bunch of their shows as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. Um, so smart, intelligent, empowering, good humans, um, and it's all about. As I said, they get together, do these uh, workshops with with young people, whether they're after school, or whether they're school holiday programs. Um, and they go around to different schools and do a a chat, basically. They're, they're supposed they're, they're workshops on how to empower these young people. Uh, I've been to a few of them and noticed a difference straight away. Yeah. Instead of telling the bully off, they empower the bully to stand up and take the class. Great, great, go for it, mate. Tell me why. Why why are you like this? Or if you if there's something that you want to do, let's do it. Yeah, so putting, putting the power, fantastic. yeah, yeah, and and it's all walks of life, um, that that go through reach. Whether it's the, I remember going to one in Sydney, and we did a, we gave we gave our own eulogy, which was confronting. Yeah, yeah, really confronting, but also really powerful. And you know, I heard a kid who was private school, seventeen, maybe eighteen, in year twelve. He may have been school captain as well. Um, just get up and give this incredible speech about the life that he had led and the people that, that he surrounded himself with and his friends. And, and then there was a, a young girl who came from um, whose parents were drug addicts and how she had rebuilt her life and in, incredible. Like he's, as I said, from all, all walks of life, but all these people together um, made a wonderful community and that is kind of like, I don't know, a little snapshot of Australia, these young people, all from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds, all coming together for the greater good. Yeah. And that, and that is empowering. I think that's what, yeah, what Reach does best. Whether If you get a chance, um, if you are a school teacher or you're a student um, and you get a chance to have a Reach workshop come to your school, I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. It's kind of those skills um, that you learn later in life once you evolve yourself and you know that you need those skills, but they're obviously why not? But why coming, not? Yeah, why not coming. Some, why not learn them at a younger age? Yeah. If if, if you can learn uh, and work at who you are, what it is that you want to do with your life earlier on, surely that makes your life easier. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah. we're all. I mean, and it can change. I'm not saying that. Oh yeah, it's not stagnant. Correct. Um, that that's always going to change. But if you can have a better understanding, or also. Um, Work out why you feel the way you feel. Like even that is that's super empowering. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't grow your self worth, I don't. I don't know what does. Yeah, and it's so important self worth. I'm but raising. They, I'm raising two girls, so <laughs> I well, know well, they couldn't. They couldn't grow up in a in a better world right now for for young women. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I always use the example of uh, a Wicked the musical being like this benchmark and this. Um, sort of starter of the first sort of show was two lead women um, and it's all about, I think, empowering, empowering women. It's not, the, it's not the, the prince that saves the day. It's her own self-belief in knowing what is right, even though she's different. Yeah. She you know, defies gravity and it's a story of friendship that, that, um, that 
the overarching story of friendship, I think, that, that, that wins out. Um, and without, without Wicked, there is no Frozen. Without Frozen, there is every child thinking that you need a prince, a prince. to save the day. It's charming, yeah. Correct. And that's just not the case. It's not the world that we live in. It's not the world that I want to live in. No, no. <laughs> We're the princess to save the day. Yeah, no. I'm all about equality. Uh, Georgie, if you want to save me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> no, the princess to save the day. <laughs> Correct. Or just not even a princess, just anyone. anyone Regular person. Yeah. 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 Actually, I was sitting with my, uh, when she was three, with my daughter reading a book. Um, and it was Cinderella and we were pointing to the prince and she goes, that's not a prince, that's a boy. Good, like it. I said, carry that through life. He is just a boy. Yeah, yeah just right. a boy, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so what else haven't we covered? Neighbours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an incredible sort of story arc. From the end of 2016 I joined the cast and was a guestie for like three or four months mm. and then I went off and did Jesus Christ Superstar and they came back, did a bit more, and then a little bit more, and then I did Puffs the Play, which is like a Harry Potter spoof, and then they asked me to come back, wake up out of the coma. Susan Kennedy pushed me off a cliff, um, wake up as a good guy. Excuse me, wake up as a good guy, and I went, sure, let's let's do it. So my last sort of 13 months on the show has been really um, a really great story arc from a, yeah. a guy who's lost his memory to then all his memories coming floating back, and he's tormented and tortured and... Um, someone who has gone through some mental health issues it's it was kind of heartbreaking at, <laughs> so at, I was gonna say was times. it hard to to play yeah. that role yeah 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 I mean ideally I wanted the audience to feel sorry for, for Finn for to you know to how vulnerable um he he was during the last few months of working out all these bad things that had happened to him the, the neglect from his parents the um the the PTSD from being, I mean, this is a soap, but like the PTSD from being uh, kidnapped and beaten in Colombia, like all of that stuff is, as I said, it's, it's, it's in a soap world, but you need to find the, the, the truth in that. Yeah. But the, the, the vulnerability, I think, um, is the one thing that, that connects us all as, as human beings. Um, I once did a, went and watched a, a Larry Moss workshop. Larry Moss is an incredible acting coach from the States, from LA. And, he said when you show your vulnerability, that's when you show your strength. That is when we, and that is how we connect with you as an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, he used such a random reference. Um, I think he used Harrison Ford in like Star Wars or something. He goes, when, I mean, this is a cocksure kind of, kind of character that Harrison Ford plays in Star Wars. And when those walls are closing in and he's trying to, they're trying to stop the walls from closing in. Yeah. There's real fear. There's real vulnerability. The first time that you see that in this cowboy esque kind of character, he said, "That's that's when we connect." And I was like, "Yeah, it is." Um, so I've always gone in with, "Don't be afraid to be vulnerable, whether it's on stage, but especially in life, because um, that's when you." I suppose maybe we're taught we're, we're told as young boys, um, maybe not even told, but it's just inherent socially yeah. to be brave or to stiff up a lip and don't don't show you don't show them that you're crying don't show them that you're upset no emotion um, no emotion mm. i can understand if you're a soldier um but i think it's okay uh it's just another emotion that we have to have to have to have yeah um so for going back to finn for him to i think to show his 
uh, vulnerability. I think it only connected the audience more so with him mm. um, in order to, for him to turn really evil and crazy in this next couple of weeks of, <laughs> of episodes. Um, <laughs> only for everyone to go, ah. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> but then there's, a, then there's actually a reason for him to go there and people can understand why he goes there. And it's not just, oh, he's, no, he's just turned evil. Like you've got to find the, you've got to find the truth in it. Mm, yeah. So is Neighbours going to be, oh, I suppose you can't say, is it going to be a longer term? Uh, look, it's been three. It's been three years, um, and someone said, "Even if you leave Erinsborough, you never truly leave Neighbours." So I'll leave it at that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else is on the horizon for you? Um, well, at the moment, not a lot. As someone who works in the entertainment space, um, there won't be many gigs in the next uh, foreseeable future. Mm. Uh, the, the musical theatre show I'm doing called Midnight, which opens at Her Majesty's Theatre in June, July, has been uh, at this stage postponed. Yeah, okay. Or just put on put on hold um, until we work out what's happening with uh, COVID nineteen. Um, a few other gigs, corporate uh, events that I was hosting, all have been cancelled. Mm. So it's a it's a pretty trying time for entertainers. Um, hoping the government steps in. I'm yeah. hoping. Everyone rallies around um, the entertainment industry and realise the importance of, of the arts, especially the government. I know they haven't been great uh, since coming into power. There's been a lot of cuts in the arts sector. Um, but I'm hoping it, 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 what usually happens, it's, it is the artists who do find a way to keep everyone smiling. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is there, keep, keep is there other options for you guys? Well, what there's a few options put out there. Maybe there's online videos. Maybe there's um, online concerts. Maybe online gigs that you can do. Uh, I imagine it's very hard for a comedian not getting that uh, instant feedback with the laughter. <laughs> same with, uh, um, same with you know, maybe even singers and plays and yeah. So I, I've got a few meetings this week to with producers and different um, people from the from the entertainment sector, uh, and we will try and come up with something. Watch this space. I, I'm not sure what it is yet, um, yep. but I've, I've got a few meetings lined up today and All right. holidays to uh, come See up with some ideas. Well, to keep everyone off Netflix. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> to, to, well, I mean, which is fine. Netflix is great and Stan and all the streaming services, but um, trying to find a way to keep loving your local. Yeah. 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 With the concerts and things yep. like that. Yeah. 100%. Um, I guess parting words, any further tips on... Uh, self-care, what we can do. I know you said speaking to psychologists, if you um, need to, going for a walk. Exercise is just paramount as well. Um, just boosting your serotonin and endorphins is always great. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, I, I, I mean, I'm no, um, I'm no fitness expert, but if you read anything about fitness, it, it's just so good for your body. Um, it's good for your mind. It's good for your overall well-being and health, mental state. Um, just do it. If you can, 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. What you can um, fit in. Yeah. What you can fit in. Just do it. Just do a couple of squats in the morning when you wake up, a couple of push-ups. Even that gets your heart rate going. Can um, I do it while I hold my coffee? You can do it while you're holding <laughs> coffee. Do it while you're waiting for your coffee. Just <laughs> while you're waiting for You've got to wait a couple of minutes. I'll just do some squats, some lunges. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. Whatever it is. Um, the importance of that 
I think that will help everyone going through this um, crisis at the moment if, if we are going to be, I mean, I, I know we're not officially in lockdown, but we should probably stay away from as many. It's, it's getting places. near enough. Then do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, if you're going to be a cash potato, go for it, but just chuck in a few sit-ups, a few push-ups before, you know, in every ad break, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But yeah, the importance of exercise, um, um, moderating your alcohol intake um, for all those who don't know, alcohol is a depressant. Um, it can make you feel good in the moment, but all it does is actually get rid of all that awesome serotonin Yeah, um, and you just feel sad and that's, which is okay. It's good to feel sad, but uh, you don't need to if you drink the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, drink the alcohol. Uh, so just be mi- mindful of just drink in moderation. Yeah, perfect. Um, and yeah, and break the stigma. It's it's not a bad thing to go see uh, a psych. Offload all your stuff, and as I said, they don't put any extra stuff on you. <laughs> I'm right there with you on that. No, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time. I know you're very well. You have been very very busy. I think I first started stalking you on instagram in october for this podcast so. thank you sorry yes i am uh, <laughs> i'm free now so thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks for having me and keep up the good work as well keep spreading yeah. the word see ya. see ya if you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review for more information visit careerdevelopmentcenter.com.au